Hello, hello. I'm really excited to kick off this month with our Her Story series. Every Friday, I'm going to be featuring a woman from the Food Freedom program, sharing about her experience and sharing what food freedom looks like in her life now. I cannot wait to share these stories. They're all different. They all have different approaches, different visions of food freedom. And you are going to, I hope more than anything, you're going to get out what you need to. You're going to resonate with someone. You're going to resonate with their story. You're going to hear something that they say and feel, I don't know, validated, feel supported, feel like somebody feel seen, right? Somebody sees you, maybe somebody understands and you can um, put yourself in those shoes and see the possibilities for yourself as well. So I'm really excited for this series. And today we are talking with Alicia who shares more about her story of coming to acceptance with her body while also stepping into intentional change. We talk a lot about that throughout the episode, but basically she's stepping into intentional weight loss, creating change within her body, and she's doing it in a very unique way, in some a way you may not think you would hear around here, but she's stepping into um, a version of some macro counting to help her with her intentional change. And the thing that I love about this is that everybody's food freedom is a little bit different and we're not here to tell you one size fits all or this is the way you're supposed to do it but to look at what it looks like for you to fit what you want into your lifestyle and macros has always been something um, that Alicia has had part of her life and it's something that she wanted to kind of continue from a place of intuitive eating and food freedom so I know it's a little bit unique, but I'm really excited for you to hear her story and how she's combined this, what typically might be considered opposing forces and brought them together to create her food freedom vision. So remember, this is not the answer for everyone. It may be the answer for some, but just know that food freedom looks different for every woman and inside the program, We help you create that vision and help you step into what that looks like for you as it supports your lifestyle, okay? So please, I don't know, I want to say give me a round of applause, but that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, Let's cheer Alicia on. I know it's very brave for um, these women to come on and share these stories with us. And so I hope you'll give her some love in this episode. Okay, I am really excited because I was just um, sharing with our guest today about how important it is to hear the stories of others. And so I'm really excited to share um, Alicia's story with you because she was in Food Freedom and coached with me. And um, it's been really, really fun to see her transformation and I just really wanted to share, have her share her story and um, in hopes that maybe it helps connect with someone or something that they're struggling with or anything like that. So Alicia, thank you so much for joining me and being willing to share your story today. You are welcome. I'm excited to share with you too. So let's just dive in. Let's talk a little bit about where, where were you? What was your story before food freedom. Okay. So I have heard about, um, intuitive eating before I've done macros. I've done weight watchers. I've done it all. 
I'm very determined, very stubborn. I can do all the things. And I, after I did intuitive eating for the first time, and it was really structured where like, I guess not structured (laughs) where it was just like all you can eat, whatever you do what you want, like nothing, no consequences, all of that. And when I did macros, I like stuck to my numbers and I really loved that. And I was saw results and I was like, okay, well, macros works, but I don't want to count macros for the rest of my life. And so I'm like, I need to figure out how to find an intuitive eating macro approach, like, um, because I liked things from both sides and I wanted it to work together because I know my body feels better when I have the macro numbers in a good way. And I also love being able to listen to my body. And so I had been listening to Elizabeth's podcast for a long time and I really, I just loved it. And I was like, she's got it. I'm like, I need to talk to her. And then we jumped on a call and I I talked to her and told her like what I was wanting and she's able to replay it back to me. And I just love that. And so I was like, Hey, I need to do this. And And I love that you brought that in, (laughs) in like, cause that was, that's something I think a lot of people can relate to is that they're like really good with counting or measuring. And like, they're really good at being strict, but then they don't really know what to do outside of that strictness but there's like something in their head that's saying, I don't want to track or weigh or measure for the rest of my life. So I have this nutrition knowledge, right? A lot of people do, especially women that have dieted a lot, tend to have a fair amount of macro knowledge. And we talk a lot about how macros is not a bad thing. That's how we get our nutrition, right? We want a good balance. But when it gets into the dieting mode, we get into a space of feeling kind of controlled by it. Like we don't know what to do without it. And so I think you're probably kind of getting to that point in your story of like, so tell us then when you were out of macro counting mode, you were wanting to get out of that. Like what, what happened? Where were you? Okay. So I stopped, I stopped doing it and, um, I actually got, so I got pregnant with my fifth baby and I was really sick. It was like when COVID happened. So the gym shut down. I couldn't go to the gym. I tried working out at home, you know, and I was just like in this place where I'm like, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm going to get gain all this weight <laughs> and I can't go to the gym like I'm used to. And so it's going to mess everything up. And I just, well, yeah, I gained all, I gained all that weight. And, um, I knew that counting macros, I could lose the weight, but it felt different to me a little bit because like I would do macros and I would be in a cut or something for like 12 weeks. And then I never got good at the maintaining part, which I was able to learn from you and from your um, podcast episode last week. Like I loved how the girl said, stay and celebrate. So I was like, yeah, yeah, we need to do that. Like we have to be good in this, in this space. And it's so hard because when you're controlled, so easily controlled by, okay, here's your numbers. You do this because I can do it. Like I, I am, I am very good at you. Tell me what to do. I will do it perfect because I'm good at that. But when I step away, it's just like binge, you know, you just throw it all away because there's no one to report to. There's no one to help you feel accountable. And so I was able to learn that I'm accountable because I learned from you that, um, 100% accountability is where it's at. 
And it doesn't matter if I choose to eat this or this I'm choosing it. I chose it and it's on me. And I, and I like learning that and being able to transfer to that instead of like, Oh no, they're going to be upset at me if I don't get 130 grams of protein this day or whatever, you know? And like, so I don't know. I, um, for macros, I just, if I wasn't counting macros, I was gaining weight. Yeah. It's yeah. basically how I went. Yeah. And I would, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of women can relate to that story where if they're not being in the strict and the structure, then they're off, they're out of control because they don't know how to, how to bring an intuitive aspect to nutrition when that's not really taught in the, in the dieting world. So tell us maybe a little bit of your progression with coming to, um, I guess, peace with knowing how to approach intuitive eating, because I'm going to tell everyone, you know, you're really working on the balance of stepping into, you know, body acceptance, which we talk about in food freedom, as well as, you know, how do I navigate and identify the change that I want to create from that place of acceptance? Um, so tell us kind of what was different about this now new approach that you hadn't taken before um, inside food freedom. Okay. So I like just knowing that it was okay to have all the foods. It's, it's okay to have all the foods and your body really does tell you, you had me write down like what my um, vision as a woman of wellness was. And that was huge for me because it came down to, I wanted to feel peace. Like we talked about that all the time. Like I just wanted to be able to be with my family and eat or, you know, do the things, but to have peace and not be worrying, oh, am I eating too much fat or am I eating too much of this? Or did I not get enough protein or drink enough water? And, you know, I just wanted to have peace and I had gotten to a really good place with, um, movement in my body. And I was really at peace with that and going to the gym. And if I was not feeling the hard workout that day, I was okay and accepting of doing something different. And I wanted to get that with food too. And learning about the stories that I had been telling myself and just going back, you know, you go back to where things started, like growing up and just what you see you know, like in families and a lot of times everyone was on a diet. And so you feel like, well, I always need to be on a diet, but there are so many more things to do and worry about than the way you look and coming to peace with knowing that like, I'm good. My body's good where I'm at. I loved how, <laughs> how you taught me that like you meet yourself where you're at and you just keep going and it doesn't matter where you're at. And that was really big for me because I knew that I had goals and, and you helped me know that it was okay that I wanted to see change. It was okay that like, I wasn't happy with where I was, but we got down to the bottom of, well, why am I feeling this way? And is it a certain number I'm searching for, or is it a certain look? And we realized it was just like, inside, like emotionally, the way, the way I feel. And I just wanted that peace. 
And so once I started to feel that peace, I would go to the gym and look in the mirror and I'd be like, I look good. I look good. And I can be here and I'm happy and I can eat what I want and I can fuel my body. And it's just been so great to be in that place where I don't stress about food like I was. (laughs) And yes, like I'll throw in too that I, I do still have hard times. Like it has been fairly easy. And I know you told me that like, you know, there's going to be days, so what are you going to do? And after we finished coaching, I decided to step into intentional change, which you taught me. And and I was able to tell myself, I'm choosing this. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. And I got a coach and I did it. And I was planning on doing 12 weeks. And I got to a point where I did eight weeks and I was like, my body was just telling me, okay, we're done. Like, so I, now I'm like reversing to maintenance and I want to stay here. And it was so cool to me that I could trust my body and know that like, yeah, like I don't need to be here uncomfortable anymore. Like it's time to just stay and celebrate. So I really, yeah, that is so neat. And I I love what you said, because we talk a lot about how food freedom is not a perfect approach. It's not, you're never going to overeat or have those days or those moments, but it's about realigning, right. And bringing yourself back to, okay, what is it that I want? And that was something that was really big for you was kind of balancing this idea of accepting and loving my body as it is while also pursuing some intentional change. And I think that really was kind of like the highlight of your story is finding the happy balance between the two of them and finding the answers for you that, that can bring about this happy change. And also knowing that you are capable of knowing when your body needs to, you know, rest and recover when it needs to step into the change, celebrate, like all of those things, you have kind of that, um, intuitive approach to know how to, I want to use the word recover, but I don't think that's the right word, but like, you know, to be just to be happy with where you are in all stages and know that there's, there's goodness in all these stages. And you, you know, before, before you kind of had gotten to a place of feeling like, okay, I want to, I want to just accept my body right now and kind of sit here and be with that. And now you, you have gotten to a place where, okay, I'm ready to step into some of this intentional change. And you made that change. Um, and, and you've got some, you know, big goals on the horizon and everything. So I wanted to go back to something that you said, um, because I think a lot of people might, um, question this and wonder, but you mentioned that I, I learned, you learned, you could eat what you wanted and still be okay. What would you say to the woman who's like, how on earth could I possibly like let go and eat what I want without overdoing it? Like what, what was the, what helped you do that? Okay. I think the biggest thing was being able to let go of the shame behind thinking things are bad and knowing like, yes, I know that my body is going to probably feel better if I eat like this nice big old salad, you know, with all the protein and veggies and all this stuff. 
But if I'm feeling like, no, you know, I want like a creamy and that sounds really good right now. And like, that's okay. And it, and once I, like, I got to a place where I was just like, what, what do I really want? Like, how do I want to feel like after, like you helped me with this also, like just knowing that, like, you can look at it and be like, I get to make the decision and can I do both maybe? And so sometimes maybe I have like maybe a smaller salad so that I can still enjoy having a treat too, but I get to do what I choose. And I know it's so hard, like not binging and like having in in your head, the back of your head, like, Oh, that's so much fat. You shouldn't have that. It's too much. Like, I know it's hard because I've been there and sometimes it still comes back to me. It does. And I just have to remember that I feel like I always do better when I'm telling myself, okay, well, this sounds good. I'm choosing this right now and it's okay. And I don't dwell on it. It is what it is. Sometimes I do overdo it. And I just, you know, it was that day. Sometimes when that happens to me and I feel like I did overdo it, I try and think back, well, what made me overdo it? And if I journal or like ask myself questions that really helps me to get down to it. And I'll be like, Oh, well, I was really stressed. And this went wrong today with the kids or something like that. And I can see, Oh, right there. So next time I can like, maybe try and realign, like you say, spiraling up (laughs) (laughs) instead of spiraling down and binging all the ice cream or whatever in your freezer and stuff. But just knowing you can have it when you want it makes you not really want it as much. I feel like because if you feel like, oh, I have to eat it all right now because I'm going to start on Monday and, oh, I'm so glad that I don't have that mindset anymore because man, just start today. One thing, one thing is going to make the biggest difference because yeah. it can become more things. Yeah. Allowing food actually causes you to, I'm not going to say eat less food, but binge less, right? When, when more food is allowed, we actually yes. tend to binge less on it. Um, so I'm just curious, do you, was there a, a specific moment or experience throughout this journey that brought you the peace? I, I really liked that approach that you said, you know, I'm, I wanted to feel peace and I feel peace. Like you're sharing your story about kind of being at peace in your body and with your body and with change. Was there a particular moment or lesson that you learned that brought that peaceful feeling? I think probably mostly would be attributed to the idea of being able to recognize when I was telling myself something that wasn't true in my head, because it was what I had learned for years. And so it just like had been going on a spiral in my head. And so I kept going back to it. And when I could realize, oh, that's a story. That's a story that I'm telling myself and I don't need to be there and I can be here. And like the piece was just there and it still is here. Even though I have some hard times still, like, I know that like that piece is still just there and I just, I just love that I can have that peace now. And I don't know if, I don't think it was just one thing. I think it was just a accumulation of doing all the things and knowing that, because kind of you go back and you feel like, 
I, I know all this about macros and all this about nutrition and all this about exercise and all these things, but it's like, what do you, what do I do? I get overwhelmed. Like, how do I, how do I piece it all together? And I think just that's where once you can actually accept your body and know that like you can work with your body instead of against your body, that that helps you move into knowing what you need to do because you're on your body's side instead of hating your body. Yeah. So how do you balance your approach then? I mean, you have a very strong uh, um, knowledge of macros. How do you then balance that, that macro knowledge and your nutrition with intuitive eating? I decided for me, what works is so when I just decided to do the intentional change for the eight weeks, I was counting macros and measuring. And now that I am switching to like trying to maintain and stay where I'm at, use the idea of looking at my plate. Do I have protein? Do I have greens? Do I have all these things that I know that my body wants and needs? So that's how I'm doing it right now. And my ultimate goal is to get to a place where when I'm not trying to do the intentional change that I don't even track at all, which I, I believe I can do that because like, I just trust my body to help me do that. But for me, when I choose intentional change, it feels like for me, what works best is to actually track. So you're, you're really identifying that, you know, there are times and seasons where we, you know, maybe a little bit more structured and have more boundaries, um, to help us reach our goals. I mean, it's just like, if you were going to train for, you know, a 5k or a marathon, you know, normally we would just be doing our gym routine and all of that. But when you want to train, it requires you to step into that idea of like, maybe I do need to, you know, track and measure how long I run and I need to set up some of these guidelines. And I love that you're bringing this together because I think there's, um, in the wellness community, there's like macros exists on this end and intuitive eating exists on this end and they can't come together. And what you're sharing is that, um, it can be a beautiful balance if you want it to be right. Like you don't have to, and you're, you're saying, okay, I like that. I can bring in some aspects of macros that I'm good at and I enjoy, and it helps me while also living the intuitive lifestyle and knowing that I can, um, live intuitively and maintain intuitively because I've learned. And I would say that it's probably the, the most difficult part of a diet is not losing the weight. It's the maintaining of the weight loss. Would you agree? (laughs) Yes. And that's why diets exist because you keep coming back and you keep coming back and no one wants to do that. No one wants to have to keep returning and doing all the things. And I love your idea. When you talk about the pendulum, how like macros is on one side and intuitive eating is on the other side, and you get to decide where your middle is. Like you get to bring the, you know, like, I love that because that is what drew drew me to you because you, it was exactly what I was looking for. Like, I was like, I want, I know both of these things. I love both of them, but I have to be able to make them work together. And they're so opposite that like you can't, but you helped me see that you can, they can both exist. And it's how I'm choosing for it to work for me. It might not, it doesn't look the same for you, but we can still both be doing it. And so that's what I love about it is because I get to pick what works for me. Yeah. I love that. And you, you just said it earlier too, like 
you gave yourself permission to meet yourself where you were and where you are always. And then you get to make those choices and, and know that you can be at peace, your overall theme, um, be at peace with those decisions and know that you are capable of making those decisions and honoring your body's needs. What would you say then? Um, you know, I, I, I love that you've brought in the word peace and there's, I know there's a lot of lack of peace when it comes to relationship with food and body. Um, so maybe what would be like, I don't even know if you have any parting words or thoughts about a woman seeking that peace, um, and seeking food freedom and, and wondering if, you know, food freedom is the right program for her. Um, what would you say to her now that you can kind of like, you have a bigger picture of this journey and you have, you know, your path and you're not done yet. You're still going and you're still doing things. Um, but, but what might you say to her if she's, um, maybe in a place you were before? Okay. I would say that you, you can't give up. You can't, you can't have like this, oh, it should be this way. It should look like this. And you know, like it shouldn't, it's going to look how it should for you. And you can like, it's just simple. You have to start simple. You have to look at it and be like, what's one thing I can do today that will get me one step closer to who I want to be as a woman of wellness. And each day you do that, then it can lead into doing something else. And it just builds on it. And once you see yourself being consistent with doing the little things, it gives you momentum and you just feel empowered and that you can do anything. And if you're seeking to find peace and you hate, you hate your body right now, and you're in a place where you're just like, I can't, I'm, I can't even go to the gym because I can't imagine like walking on a treadmill or just something that you just feel like so out of reach, like just walk up and down your stairs two times today or something like that. Like just, just know that it is available for everyone and it looks different for everyone and try not to compare yourself to other people. I know that's hard when you see people and you think, Oh, it must've been so easy for her or it's so easy for them, but it's hard for me. Like everyone has their own things and it is it takes effort and you have to put forth effort. Like the effort you have to try, like you have to do something. It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to do something. If you're seeking to find that peace, like it's there, it's inside of you and you have to like look inside and find like, where is your peace? Like what, what gives you that peace? And it's probably going to come from, being able to love yourself and finding if you can find something to love about yourself and nurture that, then that's going to start to bring you that peace. And then that's going to lead to the next thing. And so I would just say, don't give up. Just know that it is available to you. Like change is always, what is it? Change is always possible for me. Like that, like that was one of Elizabeth's affirmation things. And I put that on my phone and I saw it every day. And just like change is always available, but you have to try, like it's you, no one can do it for you. 
like as much as I want to <laughs> do it for people. Like I love, I can tell them all the things, but they have to do it. You have to do your part, but it is available for you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be difficult or complicated. Sometimes we think wellness is hard or complicated. And what you've kind of shared today is that it, it can be simple and it can be enjoyable and it can be peaceful. Um, and, and that's the different approach than what we're taught, right? It has to be grin and bear it kind of situation or, or, you know, uh, restriction and rules and all of that. And, um, really that you've kind of found this, this way of peace. And I think that is a great little, like great ending to say, you know, what, or to say like, peace is available to you, just like change is available, peace is available to me. So tell tell us just really quickly, like what, what do you think made the food freedom program different than anything you've tried before? Um, I think the biggest thing was how it, it was not like, it wasn't rules. It wasn't like you do this and this and this, and you have this that you follow. And it, it was helping you um, turn within. I feel like, like you, (laughs) it helped me to look inside and like find the stories I was telling myself and like, why am I doing this with my emotions and like getting to the root of something instead of just masking it. Cause I feel like that's kind of how diets are is they just kind of mask the problem. And then you end up gaining double the weight back because, you try and do it so hard and grin and bear it. And like you just said, and, but with like food freedom, it's just it, like the f- word freedom is just like the biggest part of it. You just really feel this freedom and you're like, yeah, I can do this. Like I can do this. And I, and I love that you teach that it, it's up to you, like what it looks like. And you helped me understand that like, it was okay for me to love myself how I am, but still want change. And so that was a big part of it because I feel like on the other side, like with a lot of intuitive things, they just say, no, you love your body. You love your body. You don't need to do anything for your body, but like going through the things and helping you, it helps you see that you get to decide but it starts with the love and you get to the bottom of things. So I feel like food freedom helped me to like dig deeper. And I guess it would be kind of the, because I love my body, I choose this, right? These are the choices I make because I've stepped into this idea of body acceptance and body love. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story. And it, of course, I've loved having you in food freedom and coaching and, Um, so thank you. And anyone that's listening, if you can resonate with this story, you know, send me a message. Let's, this was brave. This was brave of Alicia to come on and share her story. And I know it's not easy. And so I'm so glad that she was willing to share with you. And I hope if, if it resonated with you message me so I can send her back the love because I'm, I'm proud of you for coming on and sharing your story. So thank you. You're welcome. If you found yourself loving this episode, resonating with some of the things that were said, wanting to learn more, wanting to go more and heal your relationship with your body, your relationship with food, and step into the identity and version of the woman of wellness that you want to become, 
I want to invite you to join us inside the Food Freedom Program. This is a space for women to come to heal from chronic dieting, binging, restricting, emotional eating, and all of that feeling of stuck, that's being stuck in the vicious cycle of dieting. If this is you, the doors are opening on March 28th and they do not stay open long. Get on the wait list at awomanofwellness.com forward slash food freedom. I'm so excited to see you in there and even more excited to support you every step of the way.